With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Now this time next week on SCNZ at the Oki will return. That's right, myself and Ben Rob will be back to talk all things darts. And boy... There is plenty to break down. Since the last show, we've had the World Champs, which was won by Michael Smith. We've had the Bahrain Darts Masters, also won by Smith. This weekend, we have, I, can't even, I, don't, I don't even know what it's called. It's in Copenhagen, I think. So they got that Darts Masters. And just also finishing today, we had Q School. Where over 800 players battled it out for 27 spots on the Pro Tour. As there has been lots, I would thought I would get my co-host on the line for a little chat about some of these points. He joins us now. Ben, Rob, mate, how are you? Yeah, mate, good to be back. Happy yeah. New Year, Benny. Yeah, same to you, mate. And just so you know, we're on at 8 o'clock next week, okay? 8 o'clock. Mate, we're in prime time, mate. We're doing something, we must be doing something right yeah, or there's live sport on after us, and we have to. They've had to move the show one of the two. <laughs> uh, we've actually had a text mate come through from this guy Glenn, and he said, "This is my perfect nine data." He said, three triple twenties, three triple nineteens, and three bullseyes." Have you ever seen that before? Nah, that's got to be. If you do that on TV, I mean, you'll go down. You'll go down as a as a legend of the game. I mean, be tough to beat that 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 uh, that game in that uh, in the final. That that was something special there. Yeah, I will touch on that very shortly, but I have been trying to ask you, since that World Champs final, of course, the global interest in darts has gone off. I've been trying to get Michael Smith for an interview, but because there's so many like media outlets in the US wanting to talk to him, I've literally been shunted to the side. So I, I'm very curious to know, have you actually been stopped in the streets by any darts people since then and gone like, oh my God, you're that dart player? <laughs> nah, nah, not at all. I've had a few people um, tell me that, my face was on the front of Sky Go when they were logging in, so that was like, that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, just for you know, semi professional dive player, man, that's pretty something cool for me. Oh, I try walk around with your top on sometimes to see if anyone asks me if I'm you. Maybe that's my dark shirt you're talking about. Me. Yeah, I know, but I'm very curious if people say, "Are you, are you Ben Rob?" I'm like, well, I am Ben. <laughs> uh, but mate, uh, we just touched on the international reaction to that nine data. Uh, the social media went bonkers, and the clip has been shown all around the world. I've seen, said Michael Smith has been on multiple US outlets. I saw you know, the guys at NBA on TNT having to go at darts, playing the clip. It's absolutely gone bonkers. But how good was that for the sport? Oh, mate, it's just broken down so many barriers, you know. It's got new bases to watch the game, and... Man, it was a special moment. Like you, I've watched it at least 10 times, and every time you just... You get goosebumps. Man. It was just such a a big moment in the history of the game, and I think um, you know I think things are going to really carry on from that. Um, well, a, a lot more exposure, a lot more famous people talking about that. And mate, any any when new faces are watching the game, it's just it's just a big win for that. So I think there's going to be a lot more opportunities coming forward. So hopefully, we can get amongst that. Yeah, and. I think this is probably, I don't want to say a controversial opinion, but 
I remember when Fallon broke barriers, Fallon Shurik at the World Champs a few years ago, and that had a lot of momentum. But COVID kind of halted that, and I kind of feel like that this moment is going to actually be better for the sport compared when I compare it to what Fallon Fallon's done, just just because of the global interest and the amount of people actually talking about the sport now. And that's nothing against Fallon's moment. It was just that this you think of how many legs of darts have been played, and not <laughs> this probably had never been done. Nah. And to top it off, I think Wayne Mardle's commentary just added to it, you know. He was oh, so yeah. passionate. You couldn't help but just you know, he helped drive how crazy that response was from that leg. It was just mate, he was standing out and then you got to see the back the, you know, the backstage stuff when they're standing up screaming at the telly. It was just, it was something special, mate, and you know, and I think you know, Michael Smith doing it that way. And he even stopped to shake Michael Van Gulen's hand, you know. It was like, there were so many layers to it that made it so special. And then he goes on and, and wins the world champs. And you felt like the way Michael Van Gulen was playing, he needed to do something like that to to let everybody know that he is the new face of that. And, you know, he just came back again and won another tournament. So he's, I think he's um he's broken down the door now. I don't know if you remember, but the closest I've ever seen to that happening, it was when Chizzy beat Michael Van Gerwen in the quarterfinals of the World Champs. And Van Gerwen was throwing first, and I think his sixth dart, he had five perfect darts, and the sixth one took a bit of a deflection, and it, and it hit a single 20, so he had one eight one left, and Chizzy was on a nine. And then on Van Gerwen's next go, he goes and throws a one four one just right. just to just to show, oh, look, I would have got it if, <laughs> if you yeah, had right. gone in. But that's the closest I've ever seen to it. But you know, that, was an, that was just, say, incredible. But, uh, mate, I just wanted to quickly ask you about your performance at the World Champs. You, of course, you were first up on stage it didn't go to plan but you've had about a month now to kind of reflect on it no how, how are you feeling what are your takeaways from from that performance yeah um i guess what i took away from it was uh i'm not uh nervous about playing on the stage or even the ball up in the past just the ball up backstage was was quite nerve-wracking and it wasn't like a a comfortable feeling but after the World Series and, and the World Champs and the World Cup last year, uh, I just felt more comfortable in the room. Um, I had I had a lot of chances. I had some some finishes that I would I was hitting last year, you know, in the Deep End Dead Tour and, and using a Dark Council, but and they just didn't seem to go in at that time. And uh, you know, definitely a hard pill to swallow. I, I really wanted to win that game, and of course, you know, um, Mickey had the best game he's ever played at the World Champs against me, so. Um, yeah, it was it was hard to take, mate. But lots of positives. Uh, I feel my, my mindset's strong on the stage. Um, yeah, and just yeah, I build from that because I think that's half the battle is just feeling comfortable up there and being the first game. The crowd was crazy loud and it was super cold too, which people don't really notice on on TV. But the room hadn't been warmed up in like two weeks. So when I was in there, it was it was like freezing, and I was trying to keep my hands warm on the stage and. Just little things that just kind of didn't go my way that, you know, when you look back, you wish they did. But, mate, I'm getting better and I'm, I'm running with professional dart players. You know, I'm having chances against, you know, the world's best and it's a lot I can take away from that. Yeah, I, I know they didn't really mention the cold during the, your game, but in the game after, uh, which was Keen Barry and Grant Sampson, they were, they were, it was almost like they were using it as an excuse for why Keen Barry wasn't playing so well. So it was you know, quite interesting to hear that. But you were touching on your doubling as well, and 
know, I, I think I watched your game back and it was like double 16 wasn't really your friend. No, and I love double 16, you know, and that Modus, the Modus Super Series beforehand, like my, you know, I was hitting big scores and then, you know, I was getting away with leagues towards the end and dropping my numbers down, but, you know, I pride myself on, you know, one or two darts and, you know, you, you can't be trying to hit doubles and four darts because in that professional level, you're just not going to get it. And, and Mickey punished every time I missed. And, you know, I, yeah, even that last league, I had a 110 chance, I think, and just had too much pressure on that double, double 18. But, I mean, bro, I'm a part-time dart player. I have a full-time job, and I still put up a performance that, you know, a few things went different. I, I could have beat, you know, a professional dart player. So, but I'm, I'm happy. Oh, oh yeah, totally, mate. And I and I think I told you about Wayne Martel's comments after after the game, where he, you know, he lots of these guys over there, man, are really endorsing you and really, you know, believe you have the skill to to take it to the next level, which is part of the reason why I wanted to have this chat tonight because there's been so much going on, and I probably won't get, be able to cover it all next week within just an hour. But you touched on the Motor Series before, and the quite interesting thing from the Q School just gone, uh, the fit. Three of the four winners from uh, the UK Q School, because they do one in, in England and one in Germany, but the three of the first four winners in the UK one were actually regular players on the Motor Super Series last year. And you took part in it just before the World Champs. Uh, had a few of the guys that played in your group also play uh, in the Q School. One of them actually made it, uh, Dylan Slevin, yeah. who I think you, you beat Dylan a couple Slevin. of times. Yeah. And uh, Prikash Jiwa, yeah. who you beat as well. And, you know... A guy like Jiwa, who's not far off, and you're actually showing that ability, playing these guys and able to beat them. And lots of it, lots of it, just comes down to a bit of luck. You literally just need that little, little bit of luck to go your way sometimes. And but playing that high quality level of darts will really serve you in good stead. Oh, 100 percent, mate. And you know, and Moda said after I played, even though I didn't win, they said um, whenever I'm back on that side of the world, they'd love to have me back and. And build on what I started there. Um, I was the only guy to, um, apart from Adam Mackinson on the last day, but you know, I, I beat Raymond Smith, who won it. I beat him twice and missed starts to beat him all three times. So, you know, yeah, lots of positives, bro. Like, I feel like my game's getting more tighter. Um, my averages are getting more consistent above the 90. You know, bad gamers are low 90s now, which is positive, but I just really need to work on the little things. And, you know, it, it, it is hard. In New Zealand, compared when those boys over there are just getting that high quality, but you know, I just got to do the best of what I have and and try and raise the bar this year, and um, yeah, hopefully get back at the World Series and show what I can do. <laughs> yeah, mate. I just wanted to you know quickly ask about Q School as well. I said just before, there was, I think there was actually 850 players across the two in Germany and the UK. And as someone that's done Q School before, can you just explain how hard it actually is? Because Lots of the guys who are yeah. now at the top, they've said that look, the hardest part is actually getting your tour card. When you're on the tour, it's it's easy. It's the pressure of having to do get your tour card is actually the hardest part. Yeah, um, so many so many high quality players, and uh, you you know you, you say 850 players, probably you know 500 in England, and you know you're all scrapping for practice balls, and you know it can be quite difficult preparing this. The seating is tight. There's so many things to it, and yeah, you, you could play a guy who hits a hundred average on your first game. You don't even know who he is, and, and he's just amazing. And 
you know, like somebody like myself and Hopi, uh, we might not be, uh, you know, on the pro, like all those pros all the time, but they get to see us on the World Series stage and the World Champ stage because we got, you know, those opportunities. And you walk up, they know who you are because, you know, they watched us and then you don't know who they are and they just pull out some crazy numbers. And uh, it's just across the board. There's so many names that are just, that are just raising the game. And then every year the Pro Tour is just getting stacked up with these new kids that are just hitting 100 averages. So, you know, in three or four years, the the Pro Tour could just be so hard to even call a Pro Tour event. Exactly. And look, mate, I've seen online a couple of people have kind of thrown out some different ideas for Q-School, and I was kind of curious to get your thoughts on them and whether it would actually be beneficial for darts. So... I think nine of the top 12 last year from the Challenge Tour now have a tour card from either winning it on the Challenge Tour, which is essentially, for those that don't know, Challenge Tour is like the second tier behind the main tour. And if if you're doing well on the Challenge Tour when one of the guys on the Pro Tour withdraws, you will get that first call-up opportunity. So it's kind of cool how that works. But some of the ideas I've seen thrown out is essentially – you give fewer spots to, to for the Q school and essentially you make the challenge tour a bit more of a of a pathway into into the tour, but you still keep your Q school. But one of the ideas thrown out was essentially let's say for argument's sake you have thirty tour card spots, you allocate one for the winner of the PDC Asia tour, one for like the North American tour and one for like the Oceanic tour. Do you, what do you what if that was to ever come to fruition, do you think that would be a good idea? Hundred percent. I think the game is becoming global, and and you need to have global representation. And when you have faces that you know the uh, you know the community, the grassroots community knows, and they can see those players flourishing on the pro tour and then on TV, it's just going to grow the sport. Um, you can see the numbers in Q school growing every year. So. There are going to have to be systems that change eventually because you can't have, you know, 3,000 people apply for, you know, 30 cards or something like that. They, they will move with the times. You know, they're a good business bunch and they have to come up with new ideas, really, because it's just the popularity is growing every year. Yeah, and two of the players that actually went to Q School, Jacques Labre and Christian Perez, uh, became the first French and Filipino players to ever qualify for the tour. So that kind of just shows that that global growth and especially in, in France, uh, both those countries have never had representatives before, but even at the World Cup where you've been a couple of times, you're probably going to see France uh, taking part in that as in, as well now. And I think one of the numbers I saw, because everyone thinks, oh, no, darts is, you know, in England, like it's pretty much exclusive to England, but the numbers of actually English players competing on the tours that I saw someone put it online has actually dropped quite significantly. There's only 44 English players out of 128, which I think if you go back five, six years That's ago, was over half the field were English. And you've got countries like Belgium really coming through the ranks, even Germany with Gabriel Clements reaching the semifinals. You know, that's going to be massive for the sport. Yeah. I mean, and then, you know, then the issues of, do you take the pro tour global? You know, those type of things, you know, not just making it accessible for, for English players like it was in the past. If, if there's better representation across the board and, you know, moving those tour events and making them, you know, viewable for, for, for the casual fan, like fans that can, you know, watch these, these events play out. You know, the possibilities that you can come up with are pretty exciting and 
darts is, is quite of a it's an old sport but it's it's just has that it just has this feeling like you could you can grow it into whatever you want really and, and that's exciting and man, it, it shows a good time to play the sport I reckon. <laughs> oh yeah totally mate so what what's on the agenda for you you know you've had a bit of time off probably sp- uh, spending some much needed family time uh so what's on the agenda for you coming up oh bro just pretty much january is just family time um i had the the Australians come over to uh, Canterbury at the start of February with, uh, for the Canterbury Classic, and there's going to be a test match on the on the Friday, Australia versus New Zealand. So I'm in the New Zealand team for that, and um, then it all kicks off. I think the weekend after, uh, a couple of weekends after that, GPNZ kicks off, and yeah, the run, uh, the race for Ali Pali again starts, and and growing in World Cup spots, and you know, that's all this, this year is all about. It's just trying to get on those on those TV events and and build on what I've started. Good on you, mate. It was great to see you on TV as well, representing New Zealand. I always love watching you on the telly. And, mate, don't forget, 8 o'clock next week, okay? 8 o'clock. I will have to remind you. 8 o'clock next week, mate. All right. I'll see you at 9 (laughs) o'clock. I'll have to inform your manager then if that's the case. But, uh, Ben, Rob, mate, thanks so much for your time. And, look, we only just touched the surface. But, look, there's so much uh, more to cover off, which we will no uh, no doubt do in depth next week. So I appreciate your time and look forward to seeing you uh, on at the Oki this time next week on SENZ. Cheers, Benny. Thanks, mate. Uh, ben Rob there, New Zealand's number one ranked dart player and also co-host of at the Oki here on SENZ.